Listeners, Adam, we had the opportunity to speak with Chris of Can't Swim over Zoom video. Chris grew up in New Jersey and he talked about how he got into music. He actually started playing drums at 12 years old on his mom's drum kit. She got a drum set when she was young, didn't have any space to, to set it up in her apartment. When she started dating his dad, he, he had a basement, so she threw the drums down in the basement and never really had the opportunity to, to learn them. But her brother ended up coming over, so his uncle was who he, he saw actually playing the drums, got him interested, and he became a drummer. Did that for a number of years. Actually, Can't Swim was a solo side project that he started while he was touring as a drummer with other bands. He talks to us about how the project ended up getting signed. He ended up getting signed prior to even having a band. So he had just had these songs, a few songs, and they're all done himself. So he's got to create a band. He ends up signing to a record label. Had never played a show as a singer, so he talks about that. He talks about releasing uh, the most recent albums, where they were when COVID happened, how that affected the next EP and the most recent record. He tells us the collaborations that are on the album and all about the tour they have coming up as well. You can watch our interview with Chris on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Can't Swim. My name is Adam, and this podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new record with Can't Swim coming out What uh, end of next month. Yeah, October 22nd. Very cool, man. Well, um, first off, where were you born and raised? I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and then my parents moved to New Jersey, uh, raised in New Jersey on okay. the shore. Yeah, on, on the old Jersey shore. <clears throat> sure right on man what was that like uh conflicted uh no it was it was lovely, <laughs> <Why do you laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> uh yeah you know just like anywhere right it's got pros and cons um yeah it was it was it was great music was very uh very adamant around where i grew up philly and new york city you know i was like kind of in the middle of both of those cities and uh yeah going to shows as a kid, starting bands with everybody in, in my town. Uh, yeah, I don't think if I had a chance, which none of us do, but if I could go back, I wouldn't change it. <laughs> right on, right on. <clears throat> so how did you get into music? You said you went to shows around the area. Yeah, so uh, I started playing drums when I was 12 years old. And the long, boring story is uh, my mom was a rocker and she grew up in apartment buildings and never could... Uh, fit a drum set so when she started dating my dad she was like oh great this dude's got a house i'll buy a drum set now <laughs> put it put it in his basement and uh the nuisance of me came around she got pregnant and never got to play the drums and my dad's brother my uncle was like oh there's a drum set down here he started playing started joining punk bands in his early 20s and then i came around and i went down there and started jamming on the same set that was eventually, you know, or I mean, it was intended for my mom to play. And then I was hooked. And that's how the story goes. <clears throat> wow. That's interesting. So, yeah. so mom is a musician did you, or did she just never learn to play drums? She was fascinated by drums. Exactly. Zero musical ability. But when she was a kid, <laughs> you know, we're talking like 
she started dating my dad when she was 17. So she was like, wow. oh, yeah, like I want to learn. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, never learned. And then my uncle learned and then I learned and now I'm still doing it at 32 years old. So here we go. Wow. That's incredible. You drum, but you don't drum for the band, right? No, no. I, I, I record some of the drum parts, but I played drums my whole life. Can't swim was more or less like a passion project later down the line. When I was like 25, 26, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. I wanted to like take a foot in uh, songwriting and can't Mm -hmm. swim was that idea. And now I do it all the time. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so is mom really big into music? It sounds like she, you said she's she a rocker. Is. What was that some of the influence that spilled over to you? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Um, she's like a Rush fanatic. She like okay. loves Rush. And we actually just went to go see like a Rush movie together last week. I've seen Rush with her at least 20 times. She's Whoa. seen them. Yeah. She's seen <laughs> them nearly a hundred times, like crazy stuff. Yeah. How do you see Rush 20 <laughs> times? Yeah, I mean, they, did you guys like follow them? I mean, how many shows uh, a tour do you go to? Maybe five. Really? <laughs> yeah. I guess like, you're fairly close in the area, right? Around New York. Yeah, we did like Philly, Madison Square Garden, Connecticut, you know, but spanning over like a decade, you know. That's we, crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, they're such a bizarre band. You know, I feel like they're such like a love or hate. Like some people would be like, oh my God, this is like torture to my ears and then others are like <laughs> die hard rush people you know so, right but i mean yeah. to be a drummer what a what a way to you know yeah what a what a person to watch yeah his the shoes were very large to fill as you know obviously can't swim i don't think necessarily sounds like rush but as a young as a youngster it definitely was a big part of my uh interest in music for sure that is awesome. And you talked about bands. What, well, at 12, what drew you to playing drums? I mean, obviously they were downstairs, but were you yeah. getting more and more into music? Yeah, my uncle Mike, honestly, he was the, the biggest culprit. Uh, he would show me music um, and I would watch his band play down there. And it was just, yeah, it just like ignited the interest. And uh, yeah, once I started taking more drum lessons, started hooking up with people in my area and then it just went, yeah, I didn't have like an older brother or anything. So, you know, before that I was like listening to like Puff Daddy and NSYNC probably, right. you know, like whatever was on the radio. <laughs> sure. um, luckily he stepped in and I didn't go down that path in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, a, he was in a punk band. Did, did he have any success or does he kind of, Yeah, I mean, he played in a bunch follow of things. You, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he he had a lot of different avenues creatively. He actually was an actor and then his acting uh, kind of parlayed into directing. And that's wow. what he does mostly now. That's probably his most, uh, most often he's doing directing rather than playing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, big, big inspiration to me, just a creative person, loved music, loved the arts. Uh, yeah. I definitely look back and if it wasn't for him, like I said, I'd, probably be still into puff daddy <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'd be a rapper you know there's still time there's still, <laughs> there is, there's, there's still time there's, you know i'm i'm a, i'm i'm still young in some people's eyes <laughs> there you go well uh what were your first bands like what'd you guys sound like oh man my first band i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the uh 
the uh, the blank. You know, I'm not going to give you too much of the information, but I'll tell you what we sounded like. Uh, first band I was ever in was very like traditional emo, so it was okay. like mineral and like sunny day real estate okay. like 90s yeah Rad. yeah yeah kind of like i was way too young to be playing music like that cool and mature you know it was like yeah I that sounds like, like some pretty dope influences I yeah would, i mean wow. i was lucky to get with a couple dudes uh who were much older than me so i was like 12 13 they were like already 20 and like learning about good music in college uh but yeah, we did that for a couple of years. Um, then I played in a bunch of like little New Jersey hardcore bands. And then uh, then I started playing with a band called Trash Talk in my mid 20s. Right before I started Can't Swim. So that I didn't have a very lavish drumming career. It was it was it was, uh, you know, small potatoes compared to what I do now with Can't uh-huh. Swim. But uh, definitely made me learn a lot about touring and how to do a band and uh which was lucky to have that information before i started being kind of the songwriter and the guy in charge because i kind of already knew the lay of the land a little bit sure so you were already touring prior to starting this project trash talk toured a lot um okay and and you know and pretty sizable things we went to europe and stuff so then wow that kind that kind of really showed me uh you know the ropes and then when Can't Swim started, I was like, oh, I've been here before. Like, oh, I know how to settle with a promoter. You know, it, it kind of was a quick uh, briefing before Can't right. Swim started. Yeah. Okay. What what made you want to start writing music and, and start it, you know, kind of move from the drum, drum kit to the front yeah. guy? So there was like a little bit of a lull between touring and um, I started teaching drums in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Really mm-hmm. cool place. And I was just surrounded by music in a different way. Like it wasn't gross punk bathrooms anymore. It was like people who could really play. And even like some of my students were like 10 years old and like amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just became friends with some of the, uh, the other teachers. And um, I started taking like, you know, hallway lessons. I'm like, Oh, can you show me like a chord or, you know, I just started to learn more about notes and, and music theory and yeah, I bought a laptop and started playing the game and clicking around and learning a lot off YouTube. And that's how Can't Swim started. <clears throat> wow. And did you have songs together and what you started pulling in other members or was it like, did it start as kind of a solo project? Totally. Death Deserves a Name, which is our first EP, mm-hmm. was predominantly written and recorded by myself. I played the drums and the bass. Um and then, yeah, by the grace of God, I sang on it, which was like such a nerve wracking <laughs> process because I've never I done anything. Yeah, it was insane. Um, yeah. And Danny, our guitar player, produced it, recorded it. And that is kind of what brought us to be friends. And then once I got the record deal from Pure Noise, I called Danny. I was like, hey, that thing that you helped me with actually is getting a little bit of traction. Would you want to actually be in the band? And he was like, yeah, that would be great. And then, uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history. And then we started touring and started recording more records. And it was all very, very quick after that. Wow. Okay. So talk to me about getting signed to Pure Noise. That seems pretty like, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment, I would imagine, especially as your first real go (laughs) at it. Dude, sir, it was insane. I remember (laughs) i remember getting the phone call 
and not even being sure he was talking about cancer. He's like, oh, you know, I, I really like these songs. I really am interested in your band. And I was like, trash talk? Like, you're not talking to the right guy. Like, I'm just like the fill-in drummer. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, trash talk? No, dude, this, this email I have here, it's Can't Swim. I was like, oh, what? It was just like the kind of the game of telephone. I sent it to a very small amount of friends that then sent it to a small amount of friends and pure noise got wind of it and called me on the phone. And I was like, I'm going to be real with you, Mr. Mr. Jake. I don't have a van. I don't even have a guitar. I don't even have any members, you know? <laughs> and yeah, he, he's like, okay, I'm gonna call you next week. If you got some dudes who are willing to play the game, I'm gonna sign it. And I said, okay. And I called up some friends and he was very, uh, very, nice and um accommodating and supportive uh helped us with our first van payment gave us some money for the ep like yeah if it wasn't for jake and for pure noise i certainly wouldn't be on the phone with you right now like no way wow yeah okay so that's crazy so you get this huge opportunity and then is it like okay now what like okay i got this record deal that have been probably working for your whole music yeah. career yeah and like as a drummer and then all of a sudden I do something as like a hobby as a singer. And it's like, what? like, this is crazy. Yeah. There was definitely some very nerve wracking months there. Like when, you know, that was already like such an insane phone call. And then it's like, Oh, you know, you have a booking agent now and you're going to go on tour with this big band. And it was like, what? Like, did I, you know, did I like kind of, check a what is it cash a check my ass you know what i'm saying like yeah, it was yeah. like right was a check I, your know, ass can't catch or something yeah I, I forgot the i used that saying the other day and my wife's like what the hell are you talking about i don't I'm know i'm like to, <laughs> i'm gonna write a check my ass can't cash right don't let your mouth write a check your ass can't <laughs> i can't remember but yeah <laughs> Into, I said it like yeah. uh, the same way that you did. I'm like, and my wife's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. I swear Flip to God, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Flipped a word around. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, what's another one? Took off more than I can chew or bit, bit off, off more. Than I, bit off yeah. more than I can chew. There you go. Yeah. Let's use, let's use that one. Um, <laughs> I certainly was in over my head. Okay. That's the last. Um, but yeah, but my guys and the team, were uh super supportive and you know danny our guitar player who's also our producer he uh is an amazing singer he sat down with me and we worked on technique and everything um yeah but in the beginning like you mentioned it was it was certainly a big uh a big adjustment a big adjustment period for sure big mm -hmm. time like going from drums to now you have to kind of work the crowd. See, I know. I mean, I can't, I can imagine that being yeah, terrifying, yeah. right? Standing <laughs> and playing guitar in the beginning. I, I started off playing guitar and singing and now I just sing, but yeah. And like learning about guitar pedals and amps, like it was all, and it was like a month. We had like a month and then it was like, Oh, you're going to go play a show in Maine. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> like, is this thing even in tune? Like this? Yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, and I think that's kind of like how we still operate. It's just like, oh, wow, we have to go do that. Like, oh, hopefully we'll just be able to figure it out. And uh, yeah, that was almost five, six years ago now. I was going to say, you've, and you've put out a handful of records. And yeah. Obviously it wasn't like some fluke 
song you know that you like wrote. i appreciate i appreciate that there was um, the guys always make fun of me because i think i had this period of like texting them being like i can't write another one like i wrote the five of the ep i'm not gonna this is it that's it that's all i have like i only have five songs in my being and they were like no it will come you know take your time and yeah now we have 60 50 or 60 different songs i think yeah wow Crazy. crazy when did stuff. you start to feel like you had your footing when it came to being like a front man singer? hoping hoping that day comes up soon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this next door <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll 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 message you in a couple of months with good news hopefully oh that, i love that okay yeah well where were you at when the <laughs> pandemic happened like were you touring pandemic uh we were in europe with oh, counter uh, in February before, okay. yeah, before it hits the, 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 the big news publications, we didn't get wind of it at all. It was smooth sailing. It was a, actually an amazing tour. We fly home. I get home for one day. I fly to Los Angeles to start recording. That recording process gets cut short. The COVID monster is here. I get scared that I, like flights are going to be canceled. Oh, I fly sure. home. Yeah, I fly home early and we actually finish it remotely. Uh, so, no, we weren't on tour when it happened, but um, we had tons of tours canceled, just just like everybody, of course. But but you were already going to L.A. to work on this record. Yeah, I was in L.A. Okay. So I get to L.A. maybe like the beginning of March um, to record an EP that comes out later called Someone Who Isn't Me. Uh, and then I'm there for about a week or two. And then I start seeing the Twitter start exploding and uh, the producer and I are like, what are we going to do? Dude? Like you should maybe go like, I'm going to stay in LA cause I live here, but like you should fly right. home. Uh, and then, yeah, then I, uh, then there was nothing. Can't swim was twitching. We were putting out alternative versions of our previous songs, just trying to stay relevant because mm-hmm. yeah, touring was canceled. Yeah. But with this, so, so wait, just so I follow, you were working on an EP that hasn't came out yet prior to COVID. And then what, you started writing this new record while, like you started from scratch for this new album? So um, the EP has come out. It came out, yeah, I should have probably did my homework. It came out a few months ago. Um, it wasn't finished in LA is what I meant. I finished it with the producer. Oh. It's, it's, it's very electronic. So a lot of the stuff was able to be Done uh, finished remotely. Exactly. Got it. And, okay. Yeah. And this was kind of, again, like a passion project that if you listen to it, it's certainly very different. It doesn't really sound like a rock band. It was kind of like something I wanted to do for fun. And then yet again, I sent it to pure noise and they were like, no dude, I think you should do it as can swim. This kicks ass. Uh, so we put it out it, okay. and it, it, it comes out during COVID, you know, and it was kind of like disguised as like a COVID project. But in reality, I was recording it before the pandemic. Got it. Okay. I wasn't yeah. following there. I so then I'm in, we're working on a totally different EP that you're waiting on. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'm always writing. This is my little, my little studio here and I'm always working on stuff. But so then I get back from LA and then I'm in like, you know, solitary confinement. I start working on stuff. Some of the demos that make it onto our newest record change of plans have been old, like three or four years. Like I've kind of been holding on to uh, a couple of demos that I think needed a, a certain kind of home. 
and change of plans is that home. So, uh, yeah, we actually record change of plans to last August. Oh, and, it's, wow. and it's still not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so was that, a, it was done. Was that something that you wanted to hold on to for a particular reason or was it just, so we were very, nature hope, of it? we were very hopeful that miss COVID would, you know, Me. go away and, <laughs> We wanted to hold on to it um, until we could get back to touring, and okay. now it kind of, we yeah we it was frustrating right because you're sitting on something that you're pretty proud of for a year it was a whole right. year you know a year has passed. Um, Did so you, it comes out? Sorry, go ahead. Yes, yes. it comes out October 22nd, and we mm-hmm. hit the road with Silverstein November 4th. So, oh, that's it, huge! What a yeah. huge way to support the record. Exactly. And that's what we wanted to wait for. We didn't want it to be another COVID kind of release. Got it. I was wondering if you had it all mixed, mixed, mastered and everything so you couldn't tweak it. Or was it something that you kind of would listen to and go like, should I go back and change this one little part? Oh, yeah. I am very guilty. I'm very guilty (laughs) of doing that. But Will Putney, who produced it and uh, mixed it and engineered it, uh, was pretty amazing. Like, I think he sends it to us and we have like very minute mixed notes and then it was good. Yeah. It was in the can and it was finished. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty and cool. Yeah. So you're coming out in October then you're, yep. you're touring it on November. <clears throat> wow. Yep. That is it. What do you, have you played a show yet? Aside from the no, things oh. no. back into the world. So that's coming up on almost two year, uh, you know, a year and 10 months since we've played a show pretty crazy wow what about practicing have you guys had a chance to do that so we super super brief i fly up to new jersey october 27th to start learning the lyrics again (laughs) (laughs) okay so that should be good yeah i'm sure it'll be a big i mean when you hit the stage again are you worried at all or nervous yeah what's this like that movie uh what is it will fair i don't know what to do with my hands like i'm like oh no like I had five years to kind of like get my, my swag down, but I'm, I don't know. We, we don't really take much too serious. We just try to go and have a good time. So I'm, I'm more excited than nervous. So, yeah, that's good. That is good. <laughs> well, what about new music? Have you been working on anything? It sounds like this record was done quite a, I mean, yeah. a, a little oh, yeah. bit ago. Yeah. Quarantine, even though we did the EDM electronic kind of record, we did like this little acoustic versions of our older songs. I'm constantly writing. Um, demos are certainly in the works. No idea when we'll get around to finishing them and recording because the last album isn't even out yet. But yeah, I think it's just something that keeps me grounded. Like if I didn't try to write a song every month, I'd probably go insane. So um, yeah, it's very lucky to have something that kind of calms me down. Also sure. be my also be my career. It's just pretty uh, pretty lucky. So. always doing that um but yeah very excited to put the new album out man like i said it's been burning a hole in my digital pocket for a year now so (laughs) yeah what is the anything you're super excited for people to hear on the record so i was very excited for that first single deliver us more evil because i uh i had a demo of that song almost four years ago it's been really really burning a hole in my pocket um yeah, there's some fun little tricks. Uh, Caleb from Beartooth is on a song. Oh, cool. Which is, yeah, which is pretty ridiculous. It's like a 
very tongue in cheek kind of fun song. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously always excited to release new music, but super excited to show everybody what we've made with this one. Will Putney was a big influence. Uh, I think kind of captivating this can't swim kind of sound. I, I, I'm starting to see it now as a, as a whole. And mm -hmm. before it was like a bunch of scatterbrained ideas, but now it's, it's starting to feel like a more cohesive project and five years in that, you know, that's pretty exciting to do. And yeah, I hope people can kind of also see that. And it's like, okay, I think they're kind of settling in now to this, this monster that they've created. That's the goal, anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure yeah. your your uncle and your your mom are probably pretty pretty stoked it, for you as far as that uh, yeah, goes. Man. I've had some funny uh, iPhone videos of my mom like singing and like rocking out. It's 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 great. Yeah, it's cool to have supportive people in your life. Certainly your parents, but it's also cool to have like rocker parents. Cause it's like, right. you know, if I was like a mechanic or like something and I was amazing, let's say I was like making these amazing things, you know, my mom doesn't care about cars, but she like loves rock. So it's like, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she took you to all those rush yeah. shows and now she gets to be there while, while her oh, yeah. son's performing and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's even, cool, man. You learn yeah. drums on her kit. Like, I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, she is uh, certainly my biggest fan. And, and yeah, we uh, we still go see Rush stuff. We have this like crazy thing, like collecting all these like Rush vintage T-shirts or yeah, it's she's though she is not a musician. I am a musician because of her, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that is yeah. so awesome. How many yeah. times has she met? Met. Uh, oh, man. Annie Lee? Only twice, but one time. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, she's probably going to kill me for this. But one time I, I wasn't there, but she like just loses it, dude. It was like fandom. Like it was like a 12 year old meeting Justin Bieber. She just couldn't keep it together. Yeah. Uh, that is so awesome. And then another time, a little more composed, went to his like base book signing. OK. And I guess she was able to like, you know keep it together a little bit there and they got like a picture and yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. <laughs> so funny, dude. That is awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much, man, for, for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, are you, uh, are we rocking the same interface, my guy? What do you got over there? I do. Yeah. I got the, <laughs> the Scarlet two I two. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, I think I just got the, the Scarlet solo. See, I should. Okay. <laughs> I should have bought the solo because I bought, the two I two because it had phantom power and the mic I was using before was condenser, condenser mic and mm -hmm. it needed phantom power. And then I didn't put together that I need like an expander gate and everything mm -hmm. else. Cause the room noise is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So then I bought the DBX. Okay. Which has an expander gate, but it also <laughs> has phantom power. So I could have saved a hundred bucks. On I this see. One. But yeah, or it was just, or you just use what I'm using and use one of these and everybody will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yours sounds great though. It's okay. funny how it, Zoom does a great job of like compressing yeah. the I think there must be a built-in gate or something because I, I agree. It's like everybody that I talk to, I'm like, what? Are you an audio guy? Like, why do you sound so good? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Pretty so sweet. I, I wish I would have went with the the solo, but I you know. Next time. Next time, <laughs> hopefully yeah. they won't, hopefully won't die out. I need the next time. But no, uh, well, again, dude, thank you so much for doing this. I have one more question. I want to know sure. if you have uh, any advice for aspiring artists. 
Oh, man. So as I told you, I fell into this lovely position. I uh, spent a lot of time thinking I wasn't the right guy for the job. But that in and of itself, I think, is advice. Just do what you love. Do what kind of motivates you, that excites you. You know, when something bounces out of the project that you're making on your computer or whatever, don't worry that if somebody else is going to like it or even, even if a bandmate or a label is going to like it. If, you know, make sure you are happy with it, make sure that, you know, you can put it in your headphones and listen to your own band and enjoy it. I think that's the best advice. That's what I did. I played in a bunch of bands I hated. Can't Swim was supposed to be for me. Like I was like, I'm going to just put this on when I'm rocking in the car, you know? And I think that transparency, that honesty uh, translates to the people who listen to my band and, uh, I think that would be my biggest advice. Make something you like. It's probably going to be liked by somebody else. So that's, that's what I would say. Bring it backwards.